please be advised. Spoiler alert episode. Spoiler. Please be advised. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler ep 89, Chris. It's pretty exciting. It's this nuts. This might be the last spoiler ep of 2018. It is the last spoiler mm-hmm. ep of 2018. This is uh, 89, halfway to 178. Yep. The one seven there. God, the one seventy eight party is going to be awesome. Yeah, I got to do something. Might be another Spider Man. Might be another Spider Man movie. (laughs) (laughs) Almost assuredly, it'll be some Spider Spider Man Spider Man movie. (laughs) Um, So, folks, just so you know, at the top, spoiler apps. We got to make this announcement at every one. Yes, we're going to reveal the ending stingers all of it so if you have not seen this movie and pause go to the theater get a headache and i'll explain that in a second yes. and then um, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then get into it but let's introduce our guest he's been on the show before he's mm-hmm. a regular on the jimmy Dore show he's also been on aggressive progressive on some is that on the young turks network that is mm-hmm. chris and it's a it's a show of godless progressive heathens yes. <laughs> <laughs> yelling into the wind you know what i don't like about that network too much diversity yeah it is a problem it is a problem too much diversity um yeah and also has his own show uh get your news on with ron which is every morning at 10 a.m pacific monday through thursday monday through thursday outstanding it's a weekday thing it is Mm -hmm. a weekday thing Uh, the main work days and also has a has an amazing comedy tour uh called the progressive comedy tour that he's doing with some other comedian that Mm. is probably the log line on that the uh, a dangerous comedy tour run by anarchists. Nice. That was the, <laughs> the that was what, that was what somebody said about us in <laughs> Kentucky. Where Graham and I had a wonderful show in Louisville. Yeah. Ended up being my album. Yep. Oh, that's and great. Uh, yeah, we had a great time. But yeah, somebody told us that they told some bartender at a different place that they were coming to our show, and that person said, "Oh, that's a dangerous comedy tour run by anarchists." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's great. Let's round Placone, everybody. So what uh, up? All right. So before we get into the uh, spoilers of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, uh, we've got some Patreon sponsors. Well, Graham. let's let them know where we love them. Yeah, this is the um, uh, the last of the December Patreon subscribers. Let's see who uh, who sticks around for 2019. Thank you so much. <laughs> so Patreon we appreciate supporters. you guys uh, hanging out for the uh, for the whole entire month of December. Uh, Johnny Rulon's promoting his novel Green Cheek. Johnny. Johnny's guy, a Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's on Amazon, both digital and hard copy. It's a stream of consciousness novel that follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and her mortal lover T.S. on a journey through time dreams of the hidden places of a supernatural America. HappyHorrorShowProductions.com. That's HappyHorrorShowProductions.com. Audacity Performing Arts Projects. They uh, produces after-school performing arts projects in poor, underfunded, and low-performing schools. Performing arts education, not a luxury. Please visit them at audacityperformingarts.com and audacityperformingarts.com. And from Chris Parker Howard, Coffee Over Suicide is a dramedy podcast about mental illness and choosing life over death one cup of coffee at a time. New episodes every Friday wherever podcasts are found. Find out more at coffeeoversuicide.com. That's coffeeoversuicide.com. And Alice Frazier. Hi, uh, Alice. uh, Co-host of the Bugle Podcast and Tea with Alice and host of Tea with Alice brings you a series of three genre-bending solo stand-up shows. They explore the boundary between comedy and tragedy. 
These shows were recorded back-to-back as a three-hour show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival in April 2018 with a binaural microphone. Which binaural. Creates, yeah, which creates an intensely immersive listening experience. AliceFrazier.com. AliceFrazier.com with an S. And Rebecca Evans, The Art Podcast. When we move past hesitation and we're true to ourselves, we find our own art in life. If you want to hear some fun stories, get inspired, check out The Art, facebook.com slash theartpodcasts. Hi, Rebecca. An S. And La Calavera by Alan Ross, the story of a pirate radio operator decides to go into the, uh, the pirate cable TV business. Darren Loney, together with a group of misfits and the questionable guidance of a spiritual advisor in the form of Richard Nixon, gear up to take on the world's largest media conglomerate and its egomaniacal celebrity CEO. Now available on Amazon and ebook and hard copy. Oh, guys, All thank right. you. Rulon, Audacity, Howard, Frazier, Evans, <laughs> Ross. <laughs> Thanks for being a part of it. Patreon.com slash comedy film nerds, everybody. For 50 bucks, we will read your product, your thing, your podcast, whatever. It's the best marketing dollar you could ever spend in your entire life. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Yeah. In the existence of the human race. Yeah. And the, uh, the industry of marketing. Marketing <laughs> has been a thing for a long time. This is the best thing. <laughs> this is the best version so. you've ever seen before. All right. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. First, I will say it's dedicated to the memory of Spider-Man co-creator Steve Ditko, who died on July 6th oh, wow. uh, while this film was finishing production. But this isn't the only dedication, as you guys know. Uh, a month before the film release, Stan Lee passed away. Wait, what? November 12th. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I didn't hear and, much about that. The internet didn't really yeah, have a that response. Was weird. No one knew. And the film uh, now being dedicated to, of course, both of Spider-Man's creators. So let's talk about this movie. Um, I really liked it. Uh, my family really liked it, and I, I will say, my wife was like, nah, "I don't want to see it. It's an animated Spider-Man movie. I'm not really interested." I'm like, "I'm telling you, it's going to be good. It's going to be interesting, and it'll be different. And it's you know into the Spider Verse, so there's all these different Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and uh, um, it'll be fun." So she ended up really liking it as well. I I really liked this movie. I thought, and when they first announced it, it was another one of those like, "Really, what are they going to do with it? Sony's doing a Spider-Man movie because." You know, they worked out a deal where the live-action Spider-Man is now going to be in the Marvel Universe. So now they're just like, all right, well, we still need a Spider-Man movie. So it really felt like a cash grab, and it felt like like an afterthought of like, well, we got to put some kind of Spider-Man movie right. out there. Mm-hmm. But um, as I was watching this movie, I was pleasantly surprised that that was not the case. It was fun. It was artistic. It was a different take on Spider-Man, and it had all these different Spider-Men in it, and it, it showed different origins of the different Spider-Men in their multi-universe um, origin stories, and it also gave you nods and winks to, like, the Spider-Man movies that you've already seen. So, in fact, there was even some animated recreations of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies in in the uh, in this movie. Which are very cool in the mm-hmm. beginning and stuff like yeah. that. So, I really liked it. So I have to say, but we have to get into why you got a headache. <laughs> and I well, know why. Ram that, got a mm-hmm. headache. Before I get into that, I mm-hmm. want to hear what Ron thought of this. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, it's funny. I guess I've done the podcast a few times now because mm-hmm. my fiance said, hey, I want to go to the movies this weekend. And, mm-hmm. and, and similar, like I kind of got a piggyback off of Chris's experience, to mm-hmm. be honest. Because uh, I said to her, I was like, oh, well, I'm, I got to see a movie for film nerds. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, you want to go? And she's wise these days. And she's like, what movie is Graham having you see? <laughs> and I go, I go, Spider-Man. She's like, half up with that. 
<laughs> I was like, okay. Next fair week enough. when you're not doing their dumb podcast, yep. we'll go see something I want to see. Yes. Mm-hmm. So and 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 you know what? To her to her credit, whenever I hear Spider-Man in the movie theater, I still do get flashbacks to Tobey Maguire with a really ugly emo haircut. Uh, having a musical midway through, <laughs> which was uh, Spider-Man Three. We're not going to bother spoiling that one. If you haven't seen yeah. it, don't. You did no, the don't. right. No, no. <laughs> you did the right thing. It was terrible. Tobey Maguire and Sam Raimi will never live that down, specifically <laughs> that scene. And guess what? They shouldn't. They shouldn't yeah. have that down. We should, be, we should continue to be bringing it up for the next 10 years. Why didn't anybody stop this? Yes, <laughs> Nobody on that set was... There wasn't an intern that yeah. was like, like this hey, is going to backfire. Guys. Yeah. This, this isn't is, going to... Are you sure? Work. Yeah. Nobody yeah. said that once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this an April Fool's joke? Yeah. What yeah. day is it? This was just for the crew, right? You didn't yeah. really roll cameras, right? Yeah. Sam, are you mad at Sony? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, go, so let me ask you this backtracking, Ron. Did you like the original Tobey Maguire one? I thought the first two were okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the third was like, oh, it was a disaster. man. Yeah. And, then, and then ever since then, I've been kind of like, eh. The last two were awful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but this one, again, I mean, I got to say, I got to echo, pleasantly surprised. It mm-hmm. was not, and I hadn't seen the trailer or anything either, so I wasn't mm-hmm. sure what to expect. I knew it was a different take. Um, but I didn't know if that just meant it was like in the future or it was just a different take on the Peter Parker character. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being, you know, sort of like people that were really into Lost and Rick and Morty despite it decided to take a stab at Spider-Man. Yeah. And those are all <laughs> things I like combined. <laughs> and you could combine the three of them and mm-hmm. have something terrible happen or mm-hmm. something great. And in this case, I feel like it was the latter. I dug it. Did yeah. either one of you see it in 3D? No. Mm-mm. No, because 3D, and I don't know if I'm spoiling anything here, 3D gives me a migraine, and I know that. I so was going to say, I, I don't know. I probably would have gotten a headache if I saw this. In 3D. I know I can't do 3D movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've been that way for mm-hmm. years. That's funny. I have had that with some 3D movies, mm-hmm. and I've, I've, I've usually avoided them, and I don't like them. In the last couple years, we've talked about on this show, there's certain movies that I've seen in 3D that have been amazing, right. Doctor Strange being one of them. How to Train Your Dragon. How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. Great, great. Yeah. And I saw those in 3D, too, and I really liked them. But this one, I know, for the reason you got a headache on the 2D version, I can guarantee I would have gotten a headache for the 3D. Well, yeah, so... Oh, so you didn't see it 3D. I did not see... I thought see maybe you went 3D. I th- well, I'll tell you my story. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll get into more specifics, because I need yes. you guys to fill in some gaps. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I went to yesterday late morning. Mm-hmm. Um, gr- oh, dad time. I went... I've started to take the Mancini <laughs> model, because I'm like... I'm like, I know if I start just going Monday afternoon, mm-hmm. I'll go to yoga in the morning, and then this, and then I, and then I get the whole rest of the day because I kind of mm-hmm. keep my Mondays wide open. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, good, I'll get this out of the way. Because um, then I'm recording p- p- political vigilantes all day, and that takes a lot of time. Right. And it's better for me to just be able to work into the night with mm-hmm. that versus like rushing, looking at the clock, like I got to make an eight o'clock movie, right? right? So I went there, and it's dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. It was like seven fifty at an AMC right. with reclining seats, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. I went to a Japanese market to buy more loose leaf green tea, and also bought some uh, sushi that that I snuck into the theater and green and really good that that chilled green tea. You know, that you can get any everywhere in Japan. Yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. just green tea in a bottle. Mm-hmm. You know, Lipton makes a version that's got all this chemical bullshit, and then they right. make a diet version that has different chemical bullshit mm-hmm. in it. And, you know, if you want to make, just real quick side note, hey, Lipton, if you want to make diet green tea, you know what you could make? Green tea. Right, exactly. Just make green yeah. tea and make yeah. it cold and put it in a bottle. Mm-hmm. 
Sidebar. I think we're all getting nostalgic right now, though, I gotta say. I mean, <laughs> don't you remember those days when you were in grade school sneaking sushi and tea into the movie yes. theater? That's what we all yeah. did. Especially loose leaf green tea. Lo- of course. Loose. We all were, as kids, loved really good, fresh-brewed loose leaf green yes. tea that was chilled <laughs> that you could bring into a movie theater. What kid didn't? What yeah. kid didn't? Mm-hmm. Um, so I had the, and I had a, a nice reclinable seat. I was, like, ready to go. And I'm watching it, and I'm excited, actually. Mm-hmm. And I love the premise of the split multiple universe, multiple right. Peter. Because I, I had the same trepidations that you guys did. I think we all did. Like, what is this? And are they going to, like, rewrite the Spider-Man world? No. Right. They said, this Spider-Man world exists. Mm-hmm. Here are these other ones. Mm-hmm. Right. And I love a time portal because it's, like, awesome. And with animation, holy shit, you can make it look so cool. Right. There's no there's no limit on on the special effects to right. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I loved about it too is to to um, add on to that is that um, they followed Stanley's advice. Like there was always this cry of like, oh, well, we need more diversity in comic book characters. Well, we'll make, you know, this character black or this character Hispanic. And Stanley's response was always, well, why don't you just make new characters? Yeah. yeah and that's the whole point of like the Spider-Verse is like, you know, Miles Morales is a um, basically a diversity Spider-Man, but he has a different origin story. He's yeah. cool in his own way. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to change Peter Parker. And that's what I love about it too. Peter Parker is still in it in various versions, but then he's joined by the diversity of the uh, the spider-man multiverse and, and you, it's it works so it's well so great. it's yeah. so great like if you love spider-man awesome right so i get the chris pine part chris uh, right peter the perfect parker. peter the perfect parker, peter yeah. parker. and chris great. pine yeah. i was like whose voice is that yeah. i was like yeah. oh chris, yeah, pine. chris pine perfect yeah. mm-hmm. and then you get you know fat divorced peter yeah. parker yes. you know what i mean no, i thought that was really cool yeah it's mm-hmm. just yep. just like looking at a big picture and, and just the concept of superhero movies we hardly ever entertain what happens when the superhero gets old and and they went there and i thought that was cool right i thought there was such a cool balance not to like detract too far but there was such a cool balance of uh first of all darkness they weren't i mean just that scene where peter parker got killed yeah i did not see that coming at all right i'm thinking this is going to be a duo movie and this is going to be the sensei and the grasshopper right Mm -hmm. and that changed immediately so that Mm -hmm. was a big like switch and And, and mm -hmm. and at that point that was when i was like right this is going to be good yeah that was great and when he i was like oh awesome yeah now there's no spider-man in this universe like what do you do do you right you you have to you have to take over you have to take Mm -hmm. over and so Mm -hmm. then we get which which is like the reluctant hero thing I'm always okay with it up to a point, but after a while, I'm always like, dude, fucking put on the cape. Yeah. Put the fuck exactly. in the ball game. Mm-hmm. Solve the whatever. Like, enough. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a yeah. hero. Shut up. I Go. love how it I'm going to put the... the cape on, but first I'm going to take this walk down a street. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to feel real sorry for myself and think about my dad. Yeah. <laughs> I can only have so many, I didn't ask for this. I don't yeah, want to yeah, hear yeah. that again. Yeah. <laughs> I can only have, so, I can, you get one. Right. You get one <laughs> uh, reluctant hero movie. Yeah. That's it. I don't want to hear it a second time. And I love the fact that like he didn't have a costume, so he like literally was a store-bought one. And then the comment was like, you know, most heroes don't wear their own merch. They don't wear their own merch. <laughs> Great line. Great line. So that was awesome. Peter Parker dies unexpectedly because I, I thought what you did. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're going to, he's just going to raise him up and he's going to teach him how, oh, this is going right. to be awesome. Dad, what do I do? What do I tell my dad? And then I'm a kid. I'm in over my head. I don't know what to right. do with my powers. I love that he just goes to the comic books to read. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was That neat. was so cool and brings those 
actual ep- issues on the screen animated style right. was so cool. 30 some minutes in, I start getting headaches. Right. I'm sitting in the back row and I'm noticing that it's sort of blurry and layered yes. around the edges. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, am I in the 3D version? And right. I checked my ticket. No, I bought a 2D ticket. There's no way, because the 3D version, the discount price was like 12 right. bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it. I stand up. I go to the very, because I was off to the right. Right. I stand you dead. You think there's something wrong. At first I did too. Yep. Yeah. I stand dead center in the middle of the theater. Like, am I just at a bad angle? Right. And I still notice the same thing. So then I go up and I get someone and I and I and I talk to this young woman. I'm like, hey, it feels like this is the 3D version that they're screening. She's like, oh shit. She comes down, looks at it, she goes, You might be right. I'm gonna call because maybe they accidentally screened the 3D version. Oh, that's hilarious that she didn't know what was going on either. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I was in theater two. In theater one was the 3D version that started an hour before mine. Right. So maybe they, mm-hmm. I don't know. But it looked like when you take your 3D glasses off and yeah. you right. look at and the... it's blurry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I will tell you why that happened. And then you have to finish the story and sure. find out what, uh, what the woman actually did or if she was baffled. Really no, she that. told mm-hmm. me what you're about to say. Okay. Um, what they did is they were actually trying to pay tribute to old comic books through the visual style and imitate the imperfections of offset printing on the page. Right. So what what happened oh. is a lot of times, you know, on the edges and stuff, it would get blurry or ghosted or have a double image. And that's what you were seeing on the screen. The other thing you were seeing is that there was texture where there wouldn't normally be texture. Yep. Like you were looking at a printed uh, page, like in that, that newsprint st- um um, I guess you could call it weight that uh, well, uh, also the you'd layer the colors, on. and so yes. sometimes like what they would do is is like the yellow would 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 be off. They wouldn't line it up. Like they'd print the yellow version, the the green or the blue right. version, and the, and then but the yellow would kind of be off like that. So right. they were doing that and this style of animation. Yes, which uh, I have to say, if I <laughs> if I had one note to the animators, I get what you were doing. Not necessary. <laughs> Well, here's the issue. So she comes back and she goes, this is the regular 2D version. I talked to my manager. This was the filmmakers, it was an artistic choice. She says this to yes. me. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. She goes, so I can either give you the money, you know, we can give you a ticket to the 3D version or we can refund your ticket. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I want to watch this. You know, I didn't tell her, I have a podcast and this is my only time to watch it. Like I didn't, <laughs> I just said, I was just like in my head, I was like, well, I got to watch this. So I was like, let me try to tough this out. Mm-hmm. I watch another 10 minutes. The headache doesn't go away and I'm starting to not have fun in the theater. Right. So I left. It becomes a, uh, <laughs> an endurance test. Yeah. So yeah. I was in there like 45 minutes to an hour. Right. I was there up until the point where the second, the divorced out of shape, Mm-hmm. Peter Parker shows up and then we really see that there's all these multiple universes right. and he's got to go back to the the time defibrillator machine or whatever right. that thing you know what I mean the flux capacitor yeah, the, the, and, um, the 12 monkeys machine yeah sure that one he's got to go back to that one the uh, the Brazil yeah. the Terry Gilliam machine and and I just that, that's when I left mm-hmm. so how was it from that point? <laughs> it was very good. Yeah, it, uh, it was. You know, it was and cool. when especially when the other Spider-Man kind of came in, like uh, Spider-Man Noir was probably one of my favorites. He's all in black and white because he comes from yeah. the, the Noir universe, voiced by Nicolas Cage. Nice. And it was hilarious. And uh, they give him a Rubik's Cube and he's trying to figure it out because it's in color. <laughs> he yeah, he can't. he's like, this is purple. And they're yeah. like, no, man, off again. 
<laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> and uh, it also made sense that they actually went to, you know, Aunt May's house where the original Peter Parker was was living and taking care of her. And then she has like an underground bat cave. And that's where they all kind of converged. How many um, different Spider-Mans came out? Uh, so there see. was the pig, the animated pig. Yeah, you have Spider-Ham, there was, there was, Spider-Man um, Noir. There was the anime Spider-Man. Yeah, the anime Spider-Man and then uh, Spider-Gwen, which is Gwen Stacy. And uh, and then, of course, you have the out-of-shape Peter Parker. So there were so five. The five in addition and then, to and then, Miles Morales. Right. Yeah. Now, what I loved about it, too, is the way they kind of all pulled these characters together. Each one had a different tragic backstory. And then ah. when this happened with Miles Morales, he was like, you guys don't understand. He's like, we're the only ones that understand. Yeah. Because it's happened to all of us. Like um, in Spider-Gwen's um, timeline, you know, she was best friends with Peter Parker and he got killed. So everyone ah. lost somebody and it happened differently in each um, t- in universe and timeline. But they all shared that in common, which makes perfect sense because that's a defining characteristic of spider-man and the character so you would you would understand that there'd be a different version of that in each of the backstories and histories so Mm -hmm. and it tied them all together that's what was so cool you know they didn't get into spider-ham's backstory but you know something tragic yeah yeah yeah. there's some tragedy in there somewhere but it was there was an anvil that he couldn't yeah (laughs) (laughs) um the, the and uh, you know Kingpin is obviously in it, but they they made a weird choice with Kingpin where he's just like a building with a head. Yeah, you know, that, like that was like Kingpin yeah. had super strength. I've yeah, never seen yeah. that. He was big. He was bigger than the he was uh, a really big person. guy. Yeah, but he wasn't like a just a wall with a with a head. So I think that was like the animators just kind of going a little nutty on yeah. the character design. But you got to be careful with that because it didn't fit for me because a lot of the other character designs were. Um, kind of grounded and based in reality with the exception, of course, of the anime and the Spider-Ham one. But mm-hmm. um, if you have all the character designs in Miles Morales' world, everyone looks like actual people, you know, with the exception of this one giant guy, Kingpin. Like even even like the villains and, uh, you know, the monsters, they still kind of look like, well, they would fit in this world, whereas Kingpin just looked like a, a square with a head. Yeah. So. Well, and I just kind of thought Kingpin and, you know, I, I don't know the comics inside and out but kingpin was always just sort of the uh the mastermind like he was always like like it's not like spider-man would fight kingpin you know Mm -hmm. kingpin would throw people to fight Mm spider-man so i i didn't care for that part of it that that kingpin was like this super strength guy who Mm -hmm. actually was the one that killed peter parker with Mm -hmm. just a swing of his fist well he fought with daredevil a lot that's for sure in the the comics so yeah kingpin definitely got his hands dirty really sure yeah well, that was the other thing, too, is like, and I, this is me, like, retroactively nitpicking, because mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with it at the time, but you bring that up, and I guess it's fine, I don't know, but the Green Goblin was this giant dragon. Yeah, yeah, I know, and yeah. that, that was like something where, okay, well, the Green Goblin in this universe looks completely different. Which like I guess that's, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's forgivable, or, mm-hmm. or, or makes sense. Yeah, like, because everything's tweaked just a little bit, it's like, um, you PDNY. know. PDNY. Yeah, yeah, like when DC did, like, Flashpoint, and all the characters were a little different in the alternate universe. And I don't um, mind that, like, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, like, I don't mind the fact that, like, we have the Joker where he's just, like, kind of the mob boss in the mind, and then we have that Joker that's the more athletic, and mm-hmm. will fight the right. Joker, and all right. have been portrayed in the comics and the movies. Mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily mind that, I just... I just, in this particular case, have my preferences, and that that, that Kingpin just didn't. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. didn't I, jive as much with me. I, I felt the same way. And also, he um, it was because we had so much backstory on all the different Spider-Men that we didn't get as much on him. Like, we got a little mm-hmm. bit of his motivations and things like that. He was trying to bring back his wife and uh, child. Right. But, but, you know, we didn't really get to explore that as much. Um, but it was really interesting, like, what they did with the characters. And uh, I also didn't expect... Uh, uh, a female Doc Ock. Like, I wasn't expecting that. That was really that cool. That was really like, cool. Like, you know that scientist at the beginning with the giant, the frizzy hair that was working she for becomes Kingpin? A Doc That's Doc She Doc was Doc Ock she, in that universe. And then when she catches Spider-Man, then she, like, takes off her coat and then the tentacles come out. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And, and uh, uh, But I, I really felt, too, they did a good job of defining each of the Spider-Man and characters. They all even fought differently. Like, even the action was, like, there was real meticulous care to, like, how everyone moved and how the action was choreographed. Uh, I just really liked it from um, from start to finish. The only thing, like I said, I mean, I felt this, the, you know, the deliberate, uh, you know, all out of focus, like, on the edges. And, like, it. it I, I get what they were doing, but I, don't, I didn't find it necessary. You know, I give the filmmaker credit yeah. for wanting to visually bring all that stuff in there. Yeah. That's fantastic. But I, there's no way I'm the only guy that got a headache. No, no. And the other thing, too, you've got so many interesting things visually going on because it looks nothing like a Pixar movie. You don't need that added layer of blurriness, in, you know, in the style. It's like it's something you could have you left out for you sure. Know what? You could have just made it a scene. Yeah, you like, could have done oh, that, too. We're in yeah, the blurry... like, like kind of a throwback right. type. Yeah, like, yeah. where are you? Oh, I'm in a blurry comic book. Yeah, ha yeah. And then mm-hmm. you come back out of it and yep. everything's crisp and clean. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. Like, yeah, it just, mm-hmm. it, it was really distracting. Mm-hmm. And I was having a blast watching the movie right. and really wanting to stay and watch it all. And I mm-hmm. just couldn't. It bummed me out. Well, the um, it might be better once you kind of get it on home video, because then you can kind of pause or best word, or even on a smaller screen, the blurriness probably won't bother you as much. The, t- uh, the thing smaller. I was like, yeah. do I try and watch it in 3D? Is 3D going to make it better for me personally? Well, it's interesting like that you say that because how do they get around those uh, artistic choices for 3D? Because 3D, it would probably be even blurrier because 3D is less crisp anyway. Well, the thing... the. My, I don't know what I would say to that. What I was thinking, and maybe I'm wrong, and we'll, who knows, is because 3D makes the main characters three dimensional and stand out, that the stuff around the perimeter, maybe in 3D, it's really a cool effect, and it's the filmmaker's initial dis- intention. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's awesome. So I see the main character because that's what would happen is the edges would get screwed up in those old school comics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe in 3D you really see the filmmaker's vision and you can appreciate it more. I don't know. Could be, yeah. I'm kind of curious to see it in 3D I want to see it because I um, there was so so much cool stuff and the way they would do that, that like, they would get all like digital and geographical shapey when they'd be like, this is my, my yep. uh, things aren't adjusting or whatever you would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. They, get, they get all pixelated. Yeah. And uh, they also did some interesting things like you were looking at a comic book panel where they would actually put in like the dialogue boxes a couple of times or the lettering, which was really neat. And then uh, at the end, the stinger at the end was pretty funny. That's uh, what happened was we go to like the future. It's like the Spider-Man of the future. And um, he's like, all right, you know, the multiverse is in danger. Where are we going back to the 1960s? And they go back and he's in the old Spider-Man cartoon that we grew up with um, from the 60s where there's like literally there there's a very limited animation so they're just pointing at each other and uh i loved that too because the spider-verse 
what they do in the comics, and it's an interesting thing, is like any version of Spider-Man that exists, there's a part of that in the Spider-Verse, in the multiverse. So that includes the old TV show. Oh, wow. That includes um, the comics. That includes um, Spider-Man on the Electric Company. Like literally any time you've ever wow. seen Spider-Man, then that's part of the uh, the Spider-Verse. Well, I loved in the beginning, they did the, they played the Spider-Man. They yep. played that mm-hmm. in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's go back to this. So, so first, well, Ron... What did you think of the ending? And tell it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so in the end, you know, at first they were going to have, they were going to have, it was Miles, right? Miles, Miles. yeah. Yeah. They were going to have Miles stay behind, of course. Because it's his universe. He wasn't ready. So out of shape, Peter Parker was just going to kind of stay behind in that universe because he's like, look, I have the least to live for out of all the Spider-Mans. I'm divorced and sad. So I'm going to like stay behind. And then, but of course, Miles figures out what he's got to do. Well, before um, that was a great scene where he's like, no, I'm ready, I'm ready. And like, and Peter Parker's like, no, you're not. And uh, um, so, and then he's like, no, I can. And Peter Parker just calls his bluff. All right, then get past yeah. me. Yeah, he says, get, get past, past me, me right now. You know, and uh, he can't. So he webs him to a chair and leaves. Wow. No, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was like, Venom, strike me, or, yeah. you know, make yourself invisible. Yeah, do something. Because those, those were mm-hmm. what Miles could do, if mm-hmm. you didn't see that part. Like, Miles can get invisible, and he can, oh, like, Venom strike. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So... How does he Venom strike? He... It was kind of like a touch, right? Like, he Almost of, like electricity. Like yeah. Oh, that electricity thing yeah, that yeah. I saw him do. That was his yeah, sort yeah. of Venom That's strike. That's his thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, so they leave without him. And then you also find out that his uncle, who he looked up to, was one of the bad guys. And no. they didn't yeah. they didn't unpack that completely. No, that was kind of a random thing. You're like, oh, I think we need another five minutes of footage that they didn't animate. Like how yeah, did he there was, fall there was, into that? There was there was some more backstory into there that we did or that we did not get in the film. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, because I was wondering, are they gonna show us are, are they gonna do like a backtrack where they show mm. us he got bit by something too? Right. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't sure. And then they just didn't really unpack it. No, they kind of just all. left it there. Mm. So that was, I mean, even though that was a powerful scene and cool, like like that sort of left a little bit like, well, how did that all unfold mm. though? But then of course he he decides he's gonna go. Aunt May has his back. Aunt May, who was like a combination of the really informed Alfred from uh, Batman yeah, yeah, and Aunt sure. May. Like Aunt mm-hmm. May was in the know in this one. She's right. not afraid to mess up a bad guy with a baseball bat, mm-hmm. which I like that Aunt May. I'm not gonna lie. And yeah. uh, so she knew, she knew. She knew he was ready. So she got him hooked up with the costume, and then he comes, and uh, you don't know when he's going to show up, but all of a sudden, Doc Ock is kind of having having her way with Peter Parker. He's not doing so great, and all of a sudden, she starts hitting herself. Why is she hitting mm-hmm. herself? Well, because someone figured out how to get invisible on yes. his own <laughs> and started punching Doc Ock. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, he saves the day. He's able to get everyone in their space continuum. And that was a really fun thing too there was some good humor relief there oh yeah because they left everybody presents like the uh the 1930s the spider-man noir he's like i'm taking this rubik's cube with right. me. i'm gonna figure it out uh and then that got even funnier later because when they do the um flashbacks to where they all are how they yeah. all end up mm-hmm. he's displaying that at some big show right like, showing it to everybody <laughs> like, he's, and they're just mm-hmm. all marveled at this rubik's cube mm-hmm. but anyway so he took that the spider pig gave uh gave him a big hammer and was like mm-hmm. this should be able to fit in your pocket 
it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it yeah. was nice. Because he's and, from the cartoon universe. Right. So it's anvils uh, falling and like, you know, hammers, you could, giant hammers you could put in your pocket. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and they all made it back and uh, Miles saved the day. And now he understands he's the Spider-Man in his universe. So when, when the whole movie happened and Spider-Man said, I'm the only Spider-Man, I'm Peter Parker... Well, it ended with Miles going, I'm the Spider-Man in my universe, and there are many like me, so I know right. I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. So then the Chris Pine um, Spider-Man in Miles' universe, he, he actually he's died. He's dead, yeah. He he's actually died. Yeah, universe. Miles yeah. is actually, that was him. He has to step up and be the Spider-Man in that universe now. Oh. Yep. And I was wondering that. I was wondering, like, oh, well, is he going to take it back? And is he going to save Peter Parker? That's what I just assumed. And, when when yeah. I was like, all right, he's going to go back in time and put him back together right? <laughs> in a molecular influx capacitator. Mm. And he's going to, you know, they're going to do that thing. But no. Yeah, no, they didn't. No. Nope. nope. The the Peter Parker we're hip to is just trying to save his marriage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he shows up at MJ's doorstep with flowers. So you're led to right. believe he, he might be able you know, to piece this they thing worked back it, together. They worked it out. <laughs> oh, wow. So it was really fun. It was a it was a really great direction to go in, and you know it didn't feel like a uh, something thrown together like the last two movies did. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was just like, well, we just got to get a Spider Man movie out because we, so we don't lose the rights. This one actually felt like it had care and a purpose to it. And here's the interesting thing too: it's now being touted as a family movie, which it should be. But it was you know it was kind of marketed a little bit more towards like a teen crowd, teen and above. But now. The marketing has changed a little because it is PG. It's not PG-13. And it's like, you know, the perfect family movie for the holidays. And it really is. But I I felt like, you know, the first marketing campaign is like, well, if we make it too kid-friendly, then the teenagers won't go see it. You know, like, I feel like they, they always make these ridiculous assumptions. Like, no, you know, if it's good... People don't care right. what if it's PG or PG-13 right. or how you're marketing it. A good movie, people will go see. Like, you know, my 13-year-old and 10-year-old both loved it. So, it, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's a good movie. And your kids kind of have somewhat different tastes, right? They do, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, uh, you know, it, it's kind of the classic boy taste, girl taste. Like, you know, he right. can't wait for the next, uh, you know, Ultraman series or Godzilla. And, you know, she wants to see A Star is Born with you know, my wife, you know, that right. kind of thing. They're in that kind of, but they all converge on superhero movies. <laughs> Which is why yeah. I wonder <laughs> Marvel gets it right, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you guys this, seeing the ending and this, well, Chris saw the stinger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I, I, mi- I did miss the stinger mm-hmm. and it was just, I, I was with a friend of mine and mm-hmm. I told her, yeah, yeah, I'm seeing this for a podcast and um, I really had to pee. Mm-hmm. And th- they took their time yeah. unrolling it, that it took a little long time. Wow, yeah. did they take their time. And so eventually, after the like third song mm-hmm. in the credits, I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, someone else will see it. Chris or Graham <laughs> yeah. will let me know. I- I'll tell you, um, <laughs> we've gotten to the point now with stingers and credits. Like As the credits are rolling, I now just, this is when I do take out my phone in the theater. Yeah. I just, I do a Google search and like, how many stingers? Where are they in the credits? Mm-hmm. So I know if I can leave early or not, or if it's worth staying for like the last one. Because sometimes if there's multiple ones, the last one is like the weakest, dumbest one. Right. So you're like, all right, well, I don't need to stay for that. So, where do you see? Are we going to have more of these animated into the Spider Verse films? And where do they go? It's a great question because it's so open because you've got so many different Spider-Man, like you yeah, could... Yeah, they could do spin-offs on any yeah, of them. Yeah, you, you really could. You could do spin-offs on any of them, but at the same time, it's almost like a reverse Avengers. Well, we've seen them all together now. 
are we now going to do separate ones? <laughs> and then mm. like, or are we going to bring them all back together again for, you know, the sequel? Like, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a great question because if it's done properly, I think it could work either way. Like you bring them all back for a sequel or focus on Miles or Gwen or um, like, I, I'd like to see a Spider-Man noir movie. I really would. That looks That'd really cool. Awesome. Yes, black and fun. white animated with Nicolas Cage voice acting. <laughs> I want to see it. So and, and they did a lot of funny stuff with that one too. Yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. when they were going through all their backstories and Peter mm-hmm. Parker was just like, I lost my Uncle Ben. And then Spider-Man noir was like, I lost my Uncle Benjamin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing too I liked about the, the first hour that I saw this before I got a headache mm-hmm. was the detail of the jokes within each universe that we saw, the, the, the things, the stores, the cops, the yes. names of people, mm-hmm. all those little things that they put uh, on the outside of, mm-hmm. of the frame, which I, I really, and all those little jokes I thought were cool. And you also had, you know, multiple animation styles inside the movie. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you've got the anime, Spider-Man had an anime style, you know, noir was, was black and white, and, you know, you had, you know, Spider-Ham was cartooning. So, you know, you have all these kind of styles interacting and intermixing with each other, which was done really well, too, with the exception of, you know, you have all these animation styles and then the edges are blurry. So it's like, okay, I'm done. It's a little little much. You could take one of those things out. Um, But it, it I thought everything came together really well from the story to the characters to the directing. And uh, it was really fun. It was a really good Spider-Man movie and it was a really good animated movie, too. So, yeah, I thought it was really good. You know, yeah, I might buy this one. <laughs> Whoa, mm-hmm. are you are you going to with see the it? edges and all? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you going to try to see it in three D? I might. I don't know. It's the kind of thing where you know I'm curious now. I feel like I'd like to go see ten to fifteen minutes of it in three D just to see, and then I'm I'm done. <laughs> if I could sneak in right where I left and see the rest in three D, yeah, three D, I would do that. Just see a if test the headache theory. Yeah. It's hard to sneak into a 3D movie because you need to get the glasses. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one to sneak into. Or you can like buy, you know, you can buy your own. You get really nice high-end 3D glasses mm. that are like fitted, like really good sunglasses. Mm. Doug Benson has a pair of them. He got them from uh, one of those sunglasses companies gave them. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. And Oak- he, Oakley. And does he use them in the theaters? Yeah, he brings yeah. them with him on the road because he doesn't mm. want to wear their... And he takes really good care of them. So like... They probably work even better. They're really bad. They're really good. So Mm -hmm. you can buy them from Oakley. Mm -hmm. Or you could mail them to me at our P.O. box. Yeah, you could do that As a Christmas (laughs) gift. That's not a bad idea. Is that a great Christmas gift? Holidays are upon us. They Mm -hmm. are, guys. It's the the season for the Mm -hmm. 3D glasses. (laughs) That's what Jesus would do. I'm I'm guaranteed a headache. I can't do it. I wish I could. I mean, I I feel like it's... IMAX, I don't have a problem with, which I'm happy about that, because IMAX is a lot of fun. But 3D, I I can't... It's been a long time. I can't remember the last time I went to a 3D movie and didn't have... Like, just get a migraine. Mm. Yeah. Well, I would recommend this if you're going to ever want to try it again. Do the high-end 3D, like the digital one, Mm -hmm. like at the um, Man Chinese, because it's actually crisper and it it doesn't feel as blurry which is one of the reasons you get the headaches and it's also brighter too so i i noticed a huge difference when i went to that man chinese 3d than like a regular 3d that is Mm -hmm. the it's imax 3d it is the best 3d out there and it's less expensive it's 20 some bucks right but man for certain i saw like I think it was Doctor Strange there and a couple of the big Marvel. I saw a, not this past Jurassic Park, but the one before it in 3D right. at mm-hmm. that theater. It was amazing. Right. 
Like if you see a certain film and go, that's probably going to be good in 3D, mm-hmm. go there. Right. Because it'll it'll literally jump off the screen at you. Yeah. I jumped out of my chair at that one Jurassic yeah, Park. Yeah, that's great. Nice. <laughs> and the Doctor Strange thing 3D. was like, I felt like I was immersed in that world. Right. I really mm-hmm. felt like I was floating around in his weirdo voodoo world. Right. <laughs> well, I remember the Batman movie where it starts. Did you see the Crimson Bands of Cryptorak in, uh, in 3D? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> No, the Batman movie where it starts with the bank heist. Like, uh, it was one of the Heath Ledger Batman. Dark Knight. Dark yeah, Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dark Knight. I, now, I didn't see it in 3D, but I saw it in IMAX. Mm-hmm. And I remember that was like, I think that was when IMAX was really just starting to hit around yeah. the mm-hmm. country. And I remember that first opening scene where you're just on top of a building. Like, everybody, like, the entire theater, when that just struck, they were just like, whoa! Yeah, like, yeah. everyone just felt like they were standing on top of that building, mm-hmm. and it was like, wow, this yeah. is a special treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. All right, anything to add on the, the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? I think that I'd love to hear from any of you listeners, if anyone else had the headache issue, whether you yeah. saw it in 2D or 3D. Yeah, we could um, um, check out the message boards. Uh, let us know over there. Let's start a you Spider-Man know. universe headache, yes yeah, or no, Spider-Man on the Into the headache-verse. <laughs> Movies and migraines. Mm-hmm. You hear that, Charlene? That's the name of it. <laughs> um, well, uh, Ron, where are you and I going for the Progressive Comedy Tour? Oh, in, we are going. In January, we're January. going to Florida. In January, we're going to Florida. Uh, that's going to be Gainesville and Coral Gables and Orlando and Jacksonville. That's coming up in January. That's March, the 9th through the 12th? 9th through the 12th. March, we're going to Lafayette, Louisiana, just confirmed yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to Pensacola, Florida, and we're going to New Orleans, Louisiana. We're going to probably add another date or two on that specific run. That's Maybe right. Arkansas, Mississippi. Mississippi in there. We're looking for venues. Yep, yep, yep. So if you're in that region and you have any suggestions, let us know. April, we're going to Texas. We are going to Dallas, Fort Worth. Well, the venue's in Fort Worth, but, you know, Houston. We're going to San Antonio, and we have confirmed Austin. Tickets aren't available quite yet, but we will be in Austin. That is April 12th through the 15th. And then in May, we're going to Salt Lake City, Utah, May 11th and 12th. We're doing stand-up one night, political vigilante the next night. Uh, all at the Metro Music Hall, and then May 13th, we're going to be in Boise, Idaho. And uh, we're coming to the East Coast in June, so keep your keep your eyes and ears. Yeah, the second weekish. We're we're in in June. Uh, we're going to probably hit DC, Philly, New York, Boston, and then maybe go up into New England, maybe Vermont. Like, oh we're, yeah. We're, but definitely the big those big cities for sure. But do you know how you could get ready for that progressive comedy tour? You could go on the Comedy Film Nerds website and buy a Make Gotham Great Again t-shirt oh. along with a Ron Placone comedy t-shirt. Wow, you could right. show up ready to go. Yes. You really could. Because yeah. we're going to make... A... You should wear one shirt on top of the other. <laughs> so where so Graham like and Ron know that you know, you're wearing both and you have no preference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, for the holidays, you get to save a little bit. Yes, you do. Right? You have a coupon. You've got, uh, we're still using Skynet. That'll be good for the rest of December. 20% off anything in the store. You know, that's what I would do. I'd use that Skynet coupon code mm-hmm. at ComedyFilmers.com, buy a Placone and a Make Gotham Great Again shirt, and then show up to the shows live because we are going to have Progressive Comedy Tour t-shirts and uh, other merch. So you can get mm-hmm. tour merch at the live show. What's the other merch you're going to have, Graham? Um, a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to have... Uh, and a tea set. And a tea set. <laughs> and a tea set. With some movie theater friendly yeah. sushi. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. 
We're going to be selling loose leaf green tea that uh, Raza Ghoul made yeah. himself. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. I'm going to bring, you know, Ron will have, uh, you know, we're going to have download cards for our, mm. our I'm going to have download cards in my last album, Pump Strike Dance Party. I'm going to make a new album this year in 2019 because mm-hmm. uh, I've been working. Uh, this this tour stuff's been great. I put together a whole new like 45 minutes to an hour of new material. A lot of it's very political. So, mm-hmm. Um, but come on out. So go uh, to romplicone.com or grandmelwood.com for the tour dates. Get your merch at comedyfilmnerds.com. And this Saturday, December 22nd, the Stay in Your Lane Comedy Show at the Corbin Bowl mm-hmm. in beautiful Tarzana, California. Ron's nice. on that show. Yep, mm-hmm. stoked. Jim Bruce is on that show and a couple other very funny comics. Roger Michael's on that show. Uh, and I forget the other dude's name. Um, but it's 10 bucks. It's six comics, each doing 15 minutes, and then there's $3 food and drinks, and you get discount on bowling. So come for the jokes, and you stay for the bowling. Nice. That's all at grandmelwood.com. Support mm-hmm. live comedy, folks. And uh, I want to mention my graphic novel is out right now. You can get a signed copy at comedyfilmnerds.com, long ago and far away. And uh, we'll be making a publisher announcement in January. And the Conversations from the Abyss podcast will be starting up again in January. So you could subscribe now and listen to season one. Season two will start dropping in January. And also, um, Graham was kind enough to interview me for the actual podcast and what it's like writing it and putting it together. And that will drop probably by the end of the month. So content will start going into that feed uh, a year later. But hey. It's still there. Well, that and it's, that, it's inter- that interview with you is pretty cool because if <laughs> yeah. you if you want to know like Chris's process and getting the show made and how he came up with the ideas and and all that, it's a, it's a cool it's a cool conversation about it. So it's really fun and it's kind of like a primer. It gives you a sneak peek to uh, season two when that starts dropping in uh, January. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, this is our last spoiler of 2018. We'll be mm-hmm. having more in the 2019s, of course. Ron, yep. thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. And um, Aaron, thank you so much. Get your merch, we're going ahead. <laughs> <laughs> He's been sitting on that the whole show, just back there waiting to launch that one in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, coupon code Skynet. Thank you guys so much. Uh, my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. <laughs> <laughs>